0: This is Mitch Putnam, Mondo Creative Director and ex-rapper. You are listening to the Master of One podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Master of One podcast, the podcast that just can't get warm enough no matter how many Afghans we pile on. Part one this week, we talk about Homeland, Castles of Burgundy, Cesar Moreno, we welcome Angie Callen back to the show, and we talk about the uncreative side of the industry as we dissect intern programs with Jason Craig. I'm Andrew, your master of art and design.
2: I'm Angie, master of wit and agility.
3: And I'm Luke, your master of toys and games. So bundle up and shiver your way through another episode. Do you realize we do all of that without commas?
1: like to kick every episode off by going around the table, which is where we talk about something new, fun, or noteworthy about our week. But before we do that, you will notice that there is a very real absence of a very tall man, and that's because Patrick is not with us this episode. His internet went down right before the record, and sometimes that stuff kind of happens. And so we reached out to our friend Angie Callen um, and said, hey, Can you hop in and help us out? And uh, she said, absolutely. And so um, everybody welcome Angie to the show. We are super excited to welcome you to the show and you will bring, uh, like you said, the master of wit and agility, um, which we will dissect as the episode's. Go on, and what that means, but uh, you are a smorgasbord <laughs> of uh, of interesting nuggets of information. So uh, <laughs> we are just we are just now starting to peel that that onion. I almost said orange. If you peel an you orange, peel it's just an orange. one and done, right? I mean, it, yeah, but it's one it's a and segment. done. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's just different sections, or some um,
3: friends, if you will.
1: So anyway, so with that being said, um, Luke, why don't you kick off the around the table?
3: Okay. Um, so this week, man, I, I didn't really do much stuff. Uh, I've been getting ready. You are visiting at the end of this week. Patrick is visiting at the end of this week. So I've just kind of been getting stuff ready. We're moving studio space. Like we're, we're trying to downsize a little bit. So I have a whole bunch of equipment and furniture from the studio at my house. And so now I'm trying to put the pieces together and figure out where it all fits. Um, Wait,
1: you're not like so. Are you not gonna have like studio space in like in like a storefront?
3: Right. Yeah. Because we're okay. Everything we do is like location based now. Um, we were doing right. a lot of product work and not enough to really warrant keeping a studio, and so we are are trying to go without it. And um, yeah, I mean it. So far, that's awesome. It's, what?
1: I think that's awesome. I think that yeah. you yeah, you, you become more agile. Exactly. I'm
3: trying to be like Angie. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm just trying to make so it. So yeah, happen. it's just been and getting that stuff ready. I did get something awesome in the mail. I'm gonna grab it real quick and I'll show you.
1: Luke will conveniently leave out his lack of preparedness. He literally never leaves mine out.
3: <laughs> I only have so much desk space. Okay. <clears throat> So I got um, in the mail uh, from uh, a friend of mine. Hooked me up for like some review copies stuff of this. Um, it's called a free wave, free wave orbit from uh, Velo, and um, it has this. I have this platform on it that came with it. Um, what it is is basically a um, turn, like a uh, a camera base that will rotate. You can set it for a certain rotation for like um, 360 panorama, fo- like photography stuff. But then it also has this base plate that you can put on for like product review. If you're doing like YouTube review videos or product videos, you can put that on there and set it as like a little mini rotation for like reviewing things. Um, it's really cool. And then he also sent me a. Uh, Hang
1: on, can we pause on that for just a second? Yeah, go ahead. Because I don't fully understand. So it looks like. The camera base is what rotates, right? Yes. Okay, but then you put the you put the it's, little turntable on, on Do you then need- so it's not
3: a camera, ba- it's a base for a camera. Uh
2: huh.
3: So, so on this, you put this, you put a camera on here, and it will rotate. Right. Yeah.
2: He's one turntable short then- of two turntables and a microphone. It's true. Well, th- well, it's well, yeah,
3: true. Just clap your hands. and Just clap your hands. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So this thing is cool. okay. I want this for bomber bindings.
1: There you go. Um but I uh wait to a, a, agilely – edgy <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was a <laughs> That's the one. That's I, the one you were looking for. I, imme- <laughs> yeah, I
3: immediately regret that word and choice. Can <laughs> somebody draw agility. a picture of uh, what you think that means and just send it to us on Slack? Yeah. I just want to see that. Yeah. More than one of our one else. of
1: our active Slack listeners. I'll drop that in the gallery page. Um But uh but it seems like you need the camera then if you're going to use that as a turntable for products, though, right?
3: No, so you would put this. You would put your camera on a tripod, and then you would have like your product. Like so, if I'm yeah. going to show off how awesome a Chick Fil A cl- cup is, I would set it on there, and then it would just like do a revolution as I'm, you know, taking a video and talking about it like with voiceover for like product review. Okay,
1: so it's not an actual camera attachment. It
3: is well, it's a. Both. It's both. So you can put oh, you, okay. you can put a camera on this.
2: Andrew Andrew's mind.
3: You would use
1: it. There are two different uses of it. One would be to use to completely yes. turn your camera around to three sixty, yes. and the other use would be as a third party element. Okay. Ding, ding, I'm tracking ding, with you, you.
2: What's this thing called again?
3: It's it is the Velo Free Wave Orbit. Um
2: I gotta write this down so I can use yeah. it adjectively with Uh,
3: Bomber. But it's pretty sweet. It's it's pretty sweet. It'll it'll hook up to your camera and then you can run the settings from there. Um, So I got that. And then he also sent me um, this uh, on-camera light. By It's a product, uh, a brand called Luxly. And I hadn't really heard of them um, in like the video stuff that I do. Um, But it is this insane... So it's it looks like this. Now ready for this.
2: Oh, am I gonna be blinded? White out. Oh my. I'm in the white robe.
3: It is insanely oh my. powerful. Holy cow. It's crazy. And then the Luke, other when cool you turn that on, it
1: your screen turns the same color as your legs.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> um but it's cool because it has color, like you can adjust the color temperature. So I don't know if you guys can see it changing on your screen.
2: But yeah, it's got a lot warmer. The
3: color temperature is getting warmer, and then there it's getting bluer and cooler. And you can actually adjust the color temperature um, for the light so that when you're doing any type of like work, uh, like where you need on-camera lighting, it can match your surroundings. Because a lot of times you either have to like gel it or put a diffuser on that makes it. Um, Match your color temperature if you're outside versus uh, under fluorescent lights or whatever. This thing's awesome because it's bright, and it can adjust color temperature to match wherever you are. So um, he sent me the, both those things to check out and review, and both of them I love. So um, That's awesome. I'll, we'll put up links in the show notes of like where you can find them. Um, but they're, they're super cool and uh, I will definitely use them uh, probably pretty soon for uh, some video stuff that we'll talk about maybe someday on the podcast. <laughs> nice little teaser there. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you th- who are you
1: throssing it to? I'll thross
3: it to Bra. Angie. All
2: right. Well, in my short ability, in my short timeline to prepare, I only have one super cool thing. I also, you know, it's really hard to wrap up wit and agility and mail it in a box to me, so I don't get cool stuff in the mail like you guys do. <laughs> However, I did get this amazing thing today.
1: Well, you can see that.
2: It is, it is a check from the United States Treasury.
3: Nice. Yes.
2: For a total of $1.44. Well,
3: that's probably more <laughs> than they've ever given you.
2: So that is like, you know, plus the stamp that increases the amount of the check by like 60%. So, um, what was that thing you were saying? Promote, not promotive. How could patron, Patreon? Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. This is a yeah. month and a half of Patreon. There we go. Hey, look at that. See? So, um. That, yeah, is, that is a is...
1: great use of that check. Did that show, did that summarize
2: my, Does that summarize my week pretty well? I, uh. uh I we, hope uh, not. Yeah. <laughs> I well, it's uh, a lot better my, than that. Since my sister-in-law was just here for a week, let's hope that doesn't summarize it. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure she listens. <laughs> yeah. We, uh. And this definitely does not color, cover the 80 million meals we ate out in the last five days. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's, been a, it's kind of been one of those I need to recover from the holidays week. Uh, yeah. we've, uh, we've been entertaining nonstop since Thanksgiving. So, Thanksgiving dinner, we had the red brick holiday Man. party here, we had Christmas here, we had New Year's here, and then Jim's sister and her boyfriend showed up for a week. So, it felt like the holidays were a little bit never ending. Yeah. And were so they unannounced?
1: Did they just pop in or did you know they were coming?
2: No, we knew they were coming.
1: Okay. all right. It's, yeah. The way he said that has made me think just like, oh, they just, like, we, we came home uh, from little César's and uh, <laughs> we opened the door and they were just sitting on the, so the
2: only The only person who does that to us is our weed-smoking friend, Mark Kress, uh, who, <laughs> okay. who will appear on our couch from time to time. But uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, so, like, oh. Yeah. Hey, Mark, hey. what's going on there? Wait, dude? what's that cloud around my house? Oh, Mark must be there. <laughs>
1: Uh, Ah, the benefits of living in Colorado.
2: Yes, you gotta love it. Uh, If you walk into
1: one of our houses and they're smoking, something is literally on fire. Just save all the artwork. Yeah.
2: All right. So
1: your your week summed up is uh, you got a dollar and forty something cents from the government, and you're just in recovery mode.
2: I got a dollar and forty four cents in six days with my sister in law. That was my week. But I did get an awesome powder day on Thursday last week.
1: Mm. Is that where you get, like, a ton of cocaine? Yeah. And (laughs) we did lines until you'll never...
2: That is not legal yet. (laughs) That's pretty much not legal anywhere. We had a nice little fluffy surf in the snow day on the mountain. It was pretty awesome. How much powder did you get? Uh, I think it was about 12, 14 inches.
3: That's awesome.
2: And they're predicting we may have 20 tomorrow morning. We'll see. It's been a little warm, so it depends on if it was wet or... Fluffy white precipitation, but uh, is, that wow. yeah. is that your favorite?
3: Is that your favorite to go out on?
2: Yeah, because it just you just don't get it every day, right? You know? And, you uh,
1: would absolutely love the game that Patrick talked about last week on the podcast. It's what called was it? Altos Adventure, and it's a snowboarding game.
2: <gasps> I'm gonna have to check yeah. it out.
1: It's beautiful, and the 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 music is is great. You should just yeah, just check it out. Okay,
2: cool.
1: Um, okay, well i'll take I'll take it and, and finish us out for around the table. Um, a couple of Months ago, we had uh, uh, a guest on the show. Her name is Lana Crooks. And she is an amazingly talented uh, – um, what does she call herself? A fiber artist. Yes. Oh. She uses fabrics and fibers. Yeah. yeah. And she makes sculptures, like very realistic um, very realistic uh, skulls and skeleton sculptures out of fibers. Um, and they're beautiful and they're amazing. Well um, – I mean, I don't know if you know this, but for for people who are listening, every episode I spend time designing um, the episode artwork for, it. and so for that one, I had a lot of fun with her with her name and and did like a fun design with it. And uh, once the episode went live, she she shot me a message and said, "Hey, I really like what you did with my name. Um, is there a way that I can buy that from you and use it as like my logo for things?" and um, we worked it out, I'm like, yeah, you don't have to buy it from me, like, yeah, just take it, here's the, here's all the design files for it, take it, use it, that'd be awesome. And so she just came out with, um, she did a collaboration with uh, Rotofugi, which is, uh, like, it's a designer toy, or designer collectible, like, website, and, like, curator, um, and with another artist who, right, the second I'm totally blanking on, um, she put out a series of uh sculptures and enamel pins and she sent me so i got in the mail today um the entire set of her in, uh enamel pins cool. with if you look down there at the bottom new logo. Her new logo so super great super nice she sent me a a note with it too here's the it's a little screen printed note and on the back she she wrote me a little uh a little message and man I just I love this community I love the artists that that we get to talk to I can't think of any one person we've talked to on the show who um, hasn't been amazing, you know, and um, it's just cool. It's cool to to have stuff like that show up in your mailbox and know that you got to contribute and they're not mm-hmm. contributing back. And it's super fun. Um, the other thing that uh, that happened this week is I've been like really hunkering down There's a project coming up as a gallery show um, that I'm not going to I don't think I'm allowed to say much about it right now, but maybe in the coming weeks I'll be able to. Um, but I got asked to participate in it and I've been working diligently on my piece uh, for that. And I'll, you know, I'll give a little quick glimpse for you guys who are who are Ooh. sitting here looking. But um, it's like a pencil shade drawn uh, image. and I'm going to scan it in and do all the cleanup work and stuff inside of Photoshop. Um, if you've been following me on Instagram, you've seen little snippets of it. All the pencil work is done now. Um, but I've been putting a lot of time and energy into that and then trying to get prepared to go to, uh, Ohio. I'm finishing up my tattoo sleeve and yeah. kept meeting up with Patrick and Luke and a ton of other people so if you're in Ohio and you're listening to this hit up my Instagram. I put my schedule out there. We're going to be doing some great food spots and uh, would love to hang out with anybody who's out there. So, um, man, it's been a very full week. I imagine this week will be no less packed and uh, and uh, hopefully maybe next week you'll get $3, Angie. But That's for now... Sweet. For now, uh, let's say we'll call that one done for Around the Table. So up next, a new segment about the uncreative side of the creative industry.
0: All right, so all this month and, well, as long as we feel like doing it, we are taking time both in uh, <laughs> both in our, our uh, longer Friday interviews, but also just kind of interspersed throughout the week to to talk to people about what we've dubbed the uncreative side. We're kind of asking the questions that... Uh, maybe we haven't up till now, or it might be the questions that you don't normally think to ask or, um, you know, whatever. So these are questions less about, uh, you know, the art you produce and your style and your process and more about how do you connect it with people? How do you get in the right person's hands? How do you manage people, et cetera, et cetera. So today, uh, the next person we are talking to is, um, uh, he's a fan of the show but an incredible artist uh speaker uh more and more he'll tell you about it but we're talking to mr jason craig how's it going guys what's up hey So happy. I that, was gonna uh, clap, but I couldn't. I, and well then, I was waiting for your and lead didn't. on the clap,
1: and then I realized why you weren't clapping, and then I felt like at that point it would feel like a delayed clap and then it would be weird. And now we're talking about it, which makes it even more weird, but that's okay. We'll push
4: yeah. through. Jason, we're glad to are here Jason. Yeah.
0: Yeah, perfect. perfect. Um, Jason, sorry, <laughs> sorry for the the um, you know, lack of enthusiasm. My hands are full. <laughs> i apologize um but Typically, anyway so we'll, we wanna, add, we'll add it in
1: post we'll get this roaring yeah applause. exactly <laughs> that's right just
0: like explosions and everything all right so um jason kicking this off uh real quick before we jump into um a few questions kind of tell people more about uh what you do uh you know your your brief wikipedia just a a,
5: a quick rundown I, i've been a. Uh... I've been a graphic designer and illustrator and artist uh well I've been an artist my whole life, but I've been a professional designer since uh nineteen ninety seven so I've been doing it a little while and uh you know over those years i've I've worked in quite a few different industries screen printing uh newspaper um, ad agency. I currently work for a art and music festival, which is pretty cool. I get to go through an art gallery every day to get to my office so nice. um yeah, that's it's not a bad gig. It, it's not a bad gig at all. Um, so, that's what I'm doing now. I also, I actually uh, do a lot of freelance work and I do a lot of art events and a lot of spot illustration type things. So, that's just a quick rundown. I'm originally from the Midwest and I moved to the South. So, I try to get away from the cold and apparently it has followed me.
1: <laughs> the, the cold has found everybody. It snowed in
0: yeah. Dallas
5: yesterday. So, yeah. uh,
0: yeah, yep. no one is safe. So, um, <laughs> so, so going into this, um, we had uh, a specific question that was asked. This was in our Slack community, and uh, there was a lot of interest, and so we wanted to go ahead and, and bring it kind of more front and center. But um, the question came up about someone that was hiring their first intern, and they weren't yeah. they weren't sure totally how to approach it, or you know, I guess what documents to have or, or how to go about it and vet the person, et cetera, et cetera. And you mentioned that you were in the process of, uh, I, I believe you said revamping your own intern program,
5: right? or,
0: right. or maybe you had managed it previously. And so we wanted to have that conversation, uh, with you. We wanted to find out kind of what that looks like, um, how someone knows uh, you know, it's time to look for an intern and then how you actually get into that. So why don't we just start broad and then we can kind of narrow down. But um, what doesn't, uh, you know, setting up an intern program look like? Well,
5: the thing, you know, and and that is something, uh, the first question is, do you need an intern? And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people like the idea of having interns and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't need interns and, and we fall into this trap a lot where you get an intern in there and then every morning they're like, well, what can I do? And you're like, Oh, I don't know. You know, nothing, you know, there's not really, you know, cause you can't hold their hand all the time and you right. really want, you have the best intentions, you know, and you want to teach them stuff. But, but when it comes down to it, you know, you can't just have them take out the trash all day and make coffee all the time. You know, there's only so much that has to be done. And then, you know, you start to feel bad and, and you got this kind of like buyer's remorse with the intern. <laughs> so so <laughs> it, it, it really helps to come in with, with a really good program uh, set you know, uh, and parameters, really. And it's, and it's all about setting that up up front because you want to be cool with them, you know. And you don't want to just be bossing down on them all the time because, uh, you know, they're there to learn from you. You know, and they're not a part-time employee. They're not, you know, they're not like everybody else. They are, they're interns. Um, and so it helps to have just a good program in place. Now, the, the program I had is set up for like a company of, you know, a small mid-sized company. You know, if you have 10 or 15 people working there, it would be great for, a, for an intern. You know, you get some one-on-one time with them and all that. Since I've been at Westaboo at the, at the Art and Music Festival, I'm basically uh, the whole design department now. And so I'm trying to figure out, you know, when I bring this intern on and it's just me and them, you know, how many hours can I really, you know, devote to them, you know, and do my job, you know, and have them something to do that, that is meaningful and they feel like they're getting something out of it.
1: Yeah, so I have a a question logistically about that. Um, Where where do you fall on the paid intern versus a uh, an an unpaid internship?
5: I I think that you should pay them uh, if you can. You know, I work at a nonprofit now, so the The work is kind of cooler, but the pay is not as good for them. Uh, before at the agency, they all got paid, and so um, I, I think they should get paid because their time is valuable, and they need to know that from the start. You know, we all want people to put value on our time, and so that's a good lesson for them to learn right out of the gate.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's really important.
0: So, um, so I, well, I wanted you to. You said you were kind of asking this question a bit too, and I, I want you to. Uh, to maybe provide more clarity, you made the comment about how, um, you know, you're there to train them, that they're there to learn from you. Uh, at the same time, you can't just always be holding their hand. So right. how how do you encourage and find that balance?
5: Well, I think that there's when you, when you build an internship program, you need to have three things. Uh, one, you need to have kind of a, a project for them. That is going to take them the entire. You know, you, you need to set a timeline for it. So if it's a three month or semester or summer or whatever that is, they need to have a project they can work on that's going to take them that entire time, and that's what they're going to be working on. Then they need to have some kind of. Uh, I hate to call it busy work, but if you have some some what a uh, what what somebody told me was uh, uh, bread and butter work, something that happens every day that they can that they can actually do. You know, um, they need to have something like that. And then you need to set aside time. And I would say at least, you know, three hours a week with them is just one-on-one time with you. And that's why it works well if you have, say you had five or six designers and each one of them can spend some time with them a week one-on-one. You're only giving up three hours, you know, devoted to them. And then they're really getting a lot out of it. Um, But they got to have something to keep them busy. And then they have to have kind of like a bigger picture Thing that they're working on. That way, they're not asking you every morning, "What can I do? What can I do? What can I do?"
1: Yeah, it's smart. I mean, you've so you've done. You, how many internship programs have you been through? How many interns have oh, man. uh, gone through your system?
5: Um, well, whenever I worked at the Alt Weekly, and it was just constant. I was there for for three years, and we just we constantly had a, just a team of of interns. And then at the agency, we had quite a few um and then now we've got one and i'm and i'm gearing up to to put the you know the next phase in there so it's actually been quite a few and i've had a lot that have went on to get some really jobs and and might be my boss one day so uh, <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty proud of some of the people that that i've had the privilege to work with you know and that's the thing too is that is that you know what because we've been doing this a long time our techniques are a lot simplified. You know, we know how to do things quickly. But but our insight, you know, we think, you know, 10 steps down the road. And interns are kind of the reverse. You know, their, their technique isn't as, as good, and so they'll take 10 more steps. But but their insight is, is simple. You know, they see things in a, in a more pure way because they don't have the, the habits or they're not just wore down or, or they're not burnt out, you know. So they see things in a simple way and you need to learn from them and, and get that perspective while you can. Because they're just going to be like us in a few years. They're going to be like old, jilted, you know, cratchety designers. But right now they're all fresh, you know, and, and, and it's a good opportunity. Yeah, they haven't,
1: they haven't been tainted by the, uh, the cutthroat world of, of design yet.
5: That's right, that's right. They haven't found out that they're not going to get paid much more than they are when they're interns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, so it's funny. You and I were talking, and, and you and I have a a common uh, relationship. You and I both have a friend named Russ. And, yes. uh And Russ used to work with you at one point. And it's funny, Russ's name has actually managed to come up on the podcast several times in recent men- memory. Yeah, but, um, yeah true. You made, you, made, you made the comment that uh Russ was actually um his i 'm trying to remember what you said something along the lines of like stubborn happiness or something like that was oh, actually yeah, very life changing for you
5: well you know he was the first uh he was uh, you know i'm a little bit older and so i'm I'm on the other side of that millennial line and so um he was really the first you know millennial type you know true millennial that i'd worked with real close. And, you know, up until that point, you know, I've been designing quite a few years. And, and the thought was, you know, you just you cut the throat of the guy next to you. Don't let anybody take your job. If, if you walk through a door, you break it up behind you, you know, and that's and that's kind of how all of us got through. You know, we, yeah. we all did that. And then whenever he came along, it was more, you know, you know, everybody's friends and everybody can share these resources and everybody can teach each other and learn from one another. And at first, I, I mean, I rejected it. You know, like I was getting a, a heart transplant from a llama or something. You know, uh, <laughs> you, you and, paint quite a picture, my friend. Yeah, well, but, but and and you know, but the thing was is that he never he never ever gave up. And so it was like, it, you know, we live in Augusta; and it's about three hours from Atlanta, and it'd be Friday morning. He's like, "Oh, you want to go to Creative Mornings?" I'd be like, "No, I don't want to go to Creative Mornings." You know, it's just and it'd be constant. You know, and finally, he just kind of he wore me down to where. Uh, I, I started to believe in, in what he said and it's a blend, you know, I still cut the guy's throat next to me, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's not my drive, you know? And so I learned a lot from him, you know, just, just being around him and just seeing his enthusiasm and just kind of his, you know, very idealistic way of looking at things. You know, I was more practical, you know, I was more like, you know, if I teach this guy my job, he might take it one day, you know, and now it's, it's because of that, you know, whenever I learn a new skill, I want to teach it to somebody else so that I can make room to learn another skill. You know, and so it's it's really changed changed me a lot and and it's made me a lot more optimistic about my career.
0: Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, I, I and I think that's the uh, that's the awesome flip side. I I know that so this wasn't an internship, but I was a tutor uh, when I was in school. And I, I remember thinking that, well, you can't do that until, you know, you know more than all the people that you're talking to. And and actually what I learned is that um, that wasn't the case. And I actually learned a ton just trying to teach the people around me. And and, and right. so I guess my point is it, taking on an intern, like if you have the work and you have the space, um, I think. So some people, again, can be overly optimistic that they just, you know, have someone to do all their busy work. But I think right. some people can understand the challenge of like, no, I need to meaningfully contribute to that person. And can I really do this? And what I would say is be excited for the opportunity because you can learn just as much as you can teach. Oh, absolutely. Um, but you also have a lot more to contribute than you realize.
5: That That's true. You know, and I mean, the thing is, is that, is that a, lot of these, a lot of these interns, they're in school and they're learning how to you know, do this job when all conditions are perfect, you know? And so without being cynical about it, you know, you got to show them that these conditions, they're not always perfect, you know, not everything, you know, sometimes the client just doesn't like what you did. And, and there's, you know, there's no textbook that will make them like it. You know, it doesn't matter what school you went to, you know? And, and, and sometimes that's kind of hard for, for that person to, to overcome the first time it happens, you know? And so, to have somebody around that's got a lot of experience that's been rejected a thousand times, you know, it it, it helps them a lot down the road, you know. Um, and then at the same time, like I was saying, you know, they have insights that, you know, that are that are so much, you know, they're simpler, you know, and, and you're and you're, you know, you might not give somebody a chance or you might think something won't work because it hasn't worked before. But they might, you know, with their fresh eyes, you know, like, let's try it one more time. And it works that time, you know, and so. You
3: know,
5: sure. you, you got to learn from them as much as, as as you expect them to learn from you.
3: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So so what is it that you when you're when you're putting out, uh, you know, a call for interns or, or uh, you know, looking for people, what are you looking for? Like, what are some basic things to look for if, if people are going? Yeah, I think putting an intern into our our pro, our company or our program, and bringing people in would be a good idea. What are what do you look for?
5: Well, a lot of it it goes. You know, we we all say this, but it's good. it's a good culture fit. You know, um, uh, the resumes are almost you know they're interns, so the resumes are almost always the same. You know, right. they're going to one school or another. Uh, but you know, if if they can get in there and and just impress you and just their enthusiasm and, and willingness, and you know, we I've had I've had some false positives. You know, I've had mm-hmm. some people that that just nailed it on the interview, and we hung out, and they had a great time, and then and then they came to work and or, or didn't show up to work or or you know we're just constantly late and it's just it didn't work out you know uh I, I had i had one one girl that uh she came in and just immediately got on facebook and i was like you know let's not be on facebook on this computer and so she came back the next day with a laptop on facebook and i was like i, I was like <laughs> you know what i
1: look at that and say problem solver right right yeah. <laughs> she's thinking while, outside
5: the box yeah yeah well i appreciate that uh yeah. Maybe not so, the
1: spirit of what you were trying to get at. Right.
5: There. <laughs> right. And so, you know, there, there's been a few that, that, uh, and, and then there's been others that I couldn't even keep up with. You know, they're just so enthusiastic and wanted to do so much, you know, and, and, and you fall into this trap where you start to feel bad, you know, that, that they want to do so much stuff and they're so eager to. And so, you know, a lot of people will, you know, they'll let them do the job. And the thing is, is that, is that they're not, they're not always ready to do the job. You know, they're, you know, if, if, if you're an intern at NASA, the astronauts aren't feeling bad that you're not getting to go out into space, right. you know, and so, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, so a, you gotta, you gotta remember that.
1: that's a great point. So let me, let me ask a, the natural follow-up to that then, I think. Um, so we, you've talked about what you look for, where do you look?
5: Um, well, you know, fortunately I've, I've worked at some pretty cool places and so they've always kind of came to us. Uh, but you know, the colleges and especially summertime, you know, there's always people coming home and, uh, and, and I, we, I've just always worked at some pretty cool places that there's usually a pretty good list of people wanting an internship. And so, you know, you just kind of go through when it comes time, you just go through those, those people and kind of look and follow up with them. And, and, uh, you know, just see if they can come in. So a follow yeah. up
1: to that follow up, then I, I just want to <laughs> clarify, cause just shut <laughs> up. Luke. It's fine. It, um, for people who maybe don't work at a place that's super awesome, right. or maybe they're, they're just individuals who are out there yeah. who are wanting to bring someone in to help with, um, uh, some of the day to day stuff and right. then, the, and then doing that side training and learning and stuff. Um, would you just say like keep an eye out for uh, for people who may have hit you up on Instagram and and asked you a lot of questions about how you do what you do or you see that one guy that constantly likes your posts and you realize that he live you know like like what's yeah. the what do you look for when it's maybe when people aren't beating down your right. door to be interned by you
5: right well one thing that uh, that is that I think is really valuable resources to make friends with all the college professors that you can because they know who's, you know, a hard worker and they know who to send yeah. to you that, that, that's going to, you know, impress you, you know, because they don't want to look bad either. And so uh, and and I find actually the like the business schools, you know, the marketing departments and the and the people that want to do PR and things like that. Don't just think of like, you know, people want to be a graphic designer. You know, there's a lot of different fields that relate to what we do that, that can really help you. I mean, there's people that can do social media and and things like that and so you know it's not necessarily somebody that's going to be putting a pencil to paper and, and sketching things out some of them are, are you know people that are trying to get a marketing degree and you know you can teach them just as much you know and so yeah I, you know and and there's everybody's near a college you know so yeah. get, get to know those professors because there's a lot of that's that's a huge resource absolutely you know?
0: Okay, yeah, I think that's perfect. I mean, we, we started with the why, we kind of jumped to the uh, the the win, and kind of ended on the where. But I think we we hit all the points. So uh, I, I, you know, I I think that's great advice. And honestly, I'm sitting here trying to decide if I can just hire an intern at my work to just like do half of my job right now. I like sublet <laughs> out my uh, my pay. It'll be fine. Uh, but seriously, Jason, You're thank gonna you sub-contract for contract uh, all of your stuff to your <laughs> intern. That's right. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. That's what I picked up. No, I'm just kidding. Jason, seriously, thank you for your time. We appreciate the insight. And uh, where can people find you? I know that you do a bit of speaking. So where can people uh, hear yeah. you and then uh, go see your work? Uh,
5: let's see. I mean, um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Jason29th the 29th is my Instagram handle. Um, I post on there pretty regularly. You know, I'm on the usual stuff dribble. Uh, I'm going to be at Crop con in uh, Baton Rouge what in April yeah. I'll be at creative South yeah uh, I'm hosting the workshops in, in at crop cool. so uh, that should be that should be fun I think they tricked me into working is what's happened there
0: <laughs> uh,
5: <laughs> I, th- I think that's that's what went down um, so I'll be there doing that with with a bunch of cool people um, and then you know I'll be at creative South I'll probably have a, a merch booth or something I don't know but yeah you can always you guys hit me up and, and I do honestly I do a lot of one-on-one stuff you know I mean I do this uh i'll just you know i get on a video call with somebody and give them the same advice so you know i'm always around
1: that's awesome and and it should go it should not go without without saying at this point your work is, is amazing. We spent this whole time talking about uh, people who help you uh, alongside you in your work, but go check out his stuff. His design stuff is on point. It's really, really great. So, um, dude, thanks for, for taking time to chat with us and giving us insight. And maybe uh, next time we have another uh, a question on the Slack channel, we'll hit you up and you can share your wisdom once again.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to. Have
1: Absolutely. a good one. Thank you. Up next, Master Categories. So our master category section has arised and arised, arisen,
5: sure.
1: and has he? It's here. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how you should say it. You're here. It's, it's time, it's for, here. Our ca- <laughs> no, it's time for our master. No words larger than three syllables. Ca- it all just goes downhill after three Mm -hmm. um we uh master category time is here and because uh we already had our master categories figured out and and divvied up uh we essentially assigned patrick's master category to angie and because she is so agile um she she came ready to go she came out swinging. Um, and so, uh, Luke, why don't you do us a favor and kick us off? Show Angie just what it's like to be the master of a category. Okay, I will. It's just
3: like this. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty bold. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's essentially just like this. Um, I So I got uh, TV and film on loan from Patrick, who hoards it like a um, woman with cats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I have a cat. You
1: mean a cat lady? Yeah. Is that what you're getting?
3: Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about a a show that I am super late on, but it's still going. They're still making new episodes and new seasons of it. Um, But I just jumped in at the beginning. I'm talking about Homeland. Is it
2: Claire Danes in that?
3: Yes, Claire Danes is in it. She plays uh, somebody um, that's on uh, like the terrorist like. Task force uh, in for Homeland Security, hence the name, um, and they're trying to for for where I'm at. They're just uh, trying to uncover a plot uh, for an attack on the U.S. And uh, she she suffers as you get into the first episode. You you find out that she suffers with some um, mental disorders, um, and she you know that's something that she's trying to keep a secret from. Uh, her work because she would not be able to do her job if they knew about that. Uh, and then it's do they uh,
1: clarify what kind of like social or what kind of uh, disorder she has? Is it like schizophrenia or anything like that? Or do they just kind of leave it at generic?
3: No, no, they do say it, but it, you should watch it. It'll okay, be a spoiler. Right, I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just wondering. But yeah, it's so uh, I'm I'm like eight episodes in the first season, and it's really good. Like. I remember when it came out, it was only on Showtime and it's still a Showtime show. It's still only on Showtime, but you can watch all five seasons leading up to the sixth season, which comes out uh, January 15th on Showtime. Um, all five se- one through five are on Hulu right now. So if you wa- if you have Hulu, you can watch them right now and get caught up um, in, uh, in five days for when this premiere starts. Um, five seasons of five days i feel like patrick maybe could do that and that's maybe yeah. the only person um but it's good it's really good claire danes so i d- i didn't watch it when it first came out because like i remember her from broke down palace like that was like the one movie where she, like she was in that i remember her from besides romeo and you don't Juliet. remember her from my so-called life yeah i so i didn't really care about that show oh I'm so yeah, I I so that show was like right at, it was like one year before me before I started mm-hmm. like, as far as like my age, and by the time that I maybe have wanted to watch it, it was already kind of like done and yeah, I it really wasn't really on very long.
2: It I was only on for like a year and a half.
3: Yeah, um, but then so she did. She was you know, Romeo and Juliet, and then broke down Palace and. She's really good at dramatic acting. Um, I will say that. She's very good. And it has, like, Mandy Patinkin, and there's other people that you'll see throughout the show, people you've recognized from other things. Um, But it's really good. It's just a really good show. Um, Well-acted. There's a lot of, like, uh, espionage and twists and turns and things that happen, and um, a lot of the, like things that you see happening in the first season are things that like are more normal that we've like, we know about happening. Uh, but I imagine when season one came out, it was more like shocking that like, Oh, this actually happens and people actually know this and they, they can actually find this stuff out. Now it's more like, Oh yeah, come on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, uh, I'm enjoying it and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be caught up. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep watching. Um, but that's it. Did have you either of you guys seen it at all?
1: Never. We don't get Showtime, and I think I probably would have watched it back back in the day had we had it because yeah. there's a lot of buzz. You know, it was very very buzzed up yeah. um, for a while. There won a lot of awards earlier on, right? And um, but since you don't have Showtime, no. Now that it's on Hulu. I would for sure be interested to pick it up, but it is so far down the list of things I need to watch, including I'm going to watch the entire series of The Office again, probably before I would watch uh, that. So yeah, we're um, almost
3: done with that. So that's what we've been doing too. Yeah. So <laughs> I cannot I watch that
2: show. I cannot watch that show.
3: The Office? Are you
2: kidding? I, it, I, I, it makes my skin crawl. It's so awkward.
3: Oh, it's the best. Is the best. Oh my awkward. gosh!
1: I don't know how long you'll last on this show. I know. <laughs> I
2: know.
1: We live in the. I'm sorry, realm I'm going to get
2: fired from Dunder Mifflin, but yeah, I just. Oh.
3: Nobody gets fired from Dunder Mifflin. Oh yeah, that's the yeah. Whole cool point. Uh, unless
1: you point, unless you put your fist through the wall. Yeah. Unless you're the nerd duck.
3: Um. But yeah, that's it. Homeland. It's good so far. If you hate it, let me know. But don't give me any spoilers. So that's it. <laughs> All right, you throw it to... I'll throw it to Angie. All
2: right. So, the first time I was on the hot seat with you guys, I just randomly threw out this game yeah. uh, called... And because I, the whole point of this was, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't pull the Toys and Games pog. What the heck am I going to talk about? And right. Luke was like, well, board games. And I was like, oh, well, we just Well, the this- very fact
1: that you just called them pogs means you have at least one more thing up your sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> I never played
2: pogs. I just know that's what those things are. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we, I, I was like, oh, I have this cool game, Castles of Burgundy. And here's the here's the box.
3: And I was like, yes, blocks. talk about that because...
2: Yeah. this is a, so it's kind this of is obscure.
3: A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very obscure. And it's a game that, like, not, I've, I've heard of. And it has, like, really good scores on, like, Board Game Geek, which is, like, a super geeky website that you look up board games and ratings. Yeah. Um, it's well, got I a think really that might rank. be
2: how... Actually, my husband, Jim, found this game. And the reason is we're always under... So this is my plug for this game. We're always looking for uh, games that just two of us can play. Yes. Other than just cards. And we got into Settlers. We like Settlers. Mm -hmm. um, But you can't play with two people. And so Castles and Burgundy is what I would call a cooler version of Settlers. Okay. Um, And one of the reasons I would... Have you actually played it, Luke?
3: I haven't played it yet. No.
2: Okay. One of the reasons I think it's cooler than Castle, than, uh, Settlers is because the game is a little bit more in your control than it is in Settlers. Okay. Because it's so, you're so tied to, and by the way, we're talking about Settlers of Catan for anybody yes. who's not listening. I can't imagine anybody listens to this podcast and has not played it. Um. Challenge very, accepted. Yes. You're very, it's <laughs> very, it's very luck of the role mm-hmm. in a way with Settlers. Whereas this, you have multiple kind of ways you can go about your strategy uh, that isn't so uh, tied to the rolling of the die because you've got ways to compensate it. So you play. Here's a little board. This is this is the this is the individual board you play with. Yeah. And your goal is to settle basically, and it's a, it's it's kind of like a similar trading,
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, not so much trading, but like, like, the whole, commodities, like commodities and uh, resources and resources exactly. So. This is your, this is like your individual game board. And then there's a a larger game board that you play, um, the communal stuff on. And it, it seems really complicated at first. Actually, the first time we played, I was really irritated because I was like, this is way too complicated. And then once you get into it, it's, it's got like a whole cheat sheet on here, which with what everything means. But there's, there's basically like, um, the brown categories are the little buildings and each of the buildings, once you put it on your board, get you something. Uh huh. Um, and then, and each one of them means something different. So you might get to pick up an extra tile. You might get to play another tile. Um, you might get to pick up extra little worker men, which are plus or minus extra numbers when you roll and you want to be able to do something that you can't roll. So, um. So,
1: what, so you're holding up this card right now. Seems okay. pretty flexible. It doesn't seem like it's terribly rigid. No. Um, is that a, is that the main game board no. or is that an individual this game is, board? This
2: is your individual card. Okay. So this is okay, my okay. world. This is my world. The flexible card, okay. and basically, this is the board. And this this whole piece is like your key, which is your cheat. Which yeah. Once you learn, makes the gigantic book of instructions not seem so scary.
1: So this. So the, the, just so for the listeners who can't see this, yeah. The card is it's split two thirds. The the two thirds is the map with the little hexagonal yeah. uh, tiles, that's and your then tiles. the other side is like a, a little key that lets yep. you know where things are. And you okay. play
2: from a larger board that's communal. And the way this works is there's five eras and each, each of the five eras has five rolls in it. So there's also a finite length to the game, which is kind of nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And during each of the eras, you get to roll and you get to pick up different cat, different pieces off of uh, this okay. board yep. to fill out your own your own world. So it's
1: not just play until everyone runs out of cards or somebody reaches a whatever. It's play for five days or five eras. Yeah. And at the end of that fifth era, whoever has the most, I love that style. of game.
2: It's exactly, exactly 25 turns. So you play 20, each person plays 25 turns. One with the most victory points wins. Right. Um, And it's, it's just a super cool fun game. Lasts about an hour. It's a great, so it's a great game to play, you know, an evening after dinner or something like that. And um, has been a really fun two-person game for us, so highly recommend like, it.
1: Two-person games are not easy to find, They're I hard found. to
2: find. We've, we've tried um, a few other ones. I can't even remember off the top of my head, but this has definitely been our favorite so far.
1: Especially ones that require a bit of strategy. Like, the, those are where it's a little bit harder. And
2: Yeah, there's right. only so really many nerds that. we can play.
1: Right. Man, you you killed the master of toys and games. Yeah, oh, thanks. I Don't mean, ever ask
2: me to you, do it again because that's about all I got. Well, unless you we know, want to talk we'll about just, Trivial Pursuit the Genius Edition.
4: Ooh,
1: we can get there. I mean, the I, have, I, I can't is. even ace the fur I can't even ace the junior version. But yeah, we can totally. We'll, we'll go wherever we need to go. You're the master of agility, so um, <laughs> you'll just be taking us along with you. Okay, so you're gonna hand it off to me to, to close this thing out.
2: All yours. Let's talk about Cesar. Alright, so Cesar, so
1: says you. Um I had to check with so a- Angie, for people who don't know, uh is married to a professional linguist um who also enjoys two two player strategy games. Yeah. Um snowboarding and cats. So uh he's he's taken though, so sorry Yeah, yeah, yeah ladies you, don't line up. His, uh, to give you his Tinder bio. <laughs> but uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I got married before Tinder.
1: <laughs> um so, uh, so, a movie that I've talked about a uh, few times on the show is Kubo and the Two Strings. It's the the Laika film, their newest film to their catalog. Um, it's stop motion. They broke all sorts of. Uh, they have so many groundbreaking uh, techniques that they use to make this film. Blah blah blah. I've said all that stuff before. Go listen to those episodes. Um, Now, there is some peripheral stuff now coming out, some collateral coming out, and um, artwork coming out from, like, uh, licensed work. There is very, 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 very limited licensed work coming out from Kubo. Um, But I I happen to have in my hands one of the few pieces that there is, and it's the new uh, vinyl album from Mondo Records – of the official original emotion, original motion picture soundtrack, so um, I'm going to show it to you guys on on here. You can see it. Uh, I'll hold it on here. If you haven't seen it, if you're just listening, it's on my Instagram. I posted it uh, just the other day, so you can go and just go back a couple days and see it. Um, but at first glance, this thing is beautiful. The colors, mm-hmm. the the styling of it, the um, the artwork is all done by uh, a man named Cesar Moreno. Um, and, uh, so the, so right off the bat, you look at it, and on the front, it's Kubo, um, with his little, I can't remember what the name of that guitar is, that three-stringed guitar, and monkey, and the little, uh, origami birds flying out behind him, if you've seen the movie, that all makes, makes so much sense to you, but what the, it's, the, the artistry of this does not stop with the cover, and honestly, it's a little bit of a, let down in re- in in regards to the fact that I want all of these pieces that he's done like so that I can see them all at the same time, but you can't you have to pick whether you want to look at the front or the the gatefold or the back, but here's the gatefold I'm oh. trying to show you guys Ooh. it's Kubo fighting the main like uh centipede dragon character um the climax of the film. It is a beautiful depiction of this battle unfolding. Um, and it's right in the center of this, uh, right in the center of the, the, the album. Um, and I'm going to pull this out. I'm going to try to pull out the actual vinyl. So, And then you think, okay, that's cool. The artwork on the outside, artwork on the inside. Yeah, okay, that's cool. But that doesn't that, – that's not where it ends. <laughs> he continues on. Here's the uh, one of two. It's a two-disc or two-vinyl set. Here's the second wow. – one which is yeah. the moon version. So there's oh, a sun wow. version and a moon version with the art continuing on um on the actual vinyl itself. Yeah. It's beautiful. The pressed vinyl is amazing. And then like just one more thing, you know, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, no, that's super cool. Um, but let's just throw in, you know, just one more thing. And here's an insert.
3: Oh,
4: um, wow.
1: Like the the artwork for the this full page insert, and then they were like, you know what? Just for kicks and giggles, let's do a double sided insert.
2: Oh man! There's just so much. I'm still stuck at the fact that it's not just a black vinyl.
1: Yeah, right. Um, So I'm I'm blown away by this. I'm frustrated (laughs) because there's so much incredible. Illustration and art in this in this piece that um, that you just can't you can't experience it all at the same time. Like, what do you do with that? You have to buy three versions of it: one to listen to, one to display the inside, and one to display the outside. Like, how do you like? You can't you can't really fully appreciate the thing in its entirety mm-hmm. at any point. So. Um, but it's beautiful. It's amazing. He has come out with. He also did a print. Thank God. He did a an eighteen by twenty four print that Mondo sold. I managed to buy one. It hasn't come yet. Um, it'll be here, hopefully, in the next month or so. Um, and it does depict a lot of these same. It's all in the same style. So it's gonna. It looks amazing. It's actually, the the eighteen by twenty four is the the skeleton battle, like the massive skeleton battle. It's very very cool. Um, but it's just beautiful and so beautiful in fact uh they the the album has um it's all it's all mostly just musical like uh uh asian um styled music like a score mm-hmm. except for one song there's one song with lyrics and it is a cover of the beatles while my guitar gently weeps yeah. um by regina spector and it is it's worth the price of admission on its own but here's the cool thing, I posted this, uh, posted pictures of it on my Instagram, and Regina Spector commented on it. She's like, that looks beautiful, I haven't even seen that. Where do I get one? I want one. And so I reply back, I'm like, we can we can try to help make that happen. <laughs> but uh like even even the people who were involved in the project, that's how few actual things of these things are out there. They didn't even know that they exist. Wow. That's how like rare it is to find licensed work, especially of this caliber. Um, and so, anyway, I can't I can't say enough about it. I don't even know if you can buy them anymore. Um, I know that they probably have a handful of copies of them at Mondo. So, like, if you're in the Austin area, next time you're at a gallery show, go hit them up and see if they have some. You can't buy them on their website right now. So, um but I'm going to see if we can maybe get you one, Regina, if you're listening. Uh, we'll we'll see if we can't get you one of these copies because it's amazing. So um, anyway, Cesar uh, Moreno, go check out his website. Go check out his Instagram. Um, his work is beautiful. It's amazing. And... Uh, you know, thumbs way, way up. All right, so that's it for our Master Categories, which means uh, that's it for this episode. I know, I'm sorry, it's it's over. You're just going to have to wait until Friday for another new episode. Yeah. But in the meantime, check out the M of One podcast for show notes and links to the stuff we th- that we talked about in this episode. You'll notice that there's a bit of a facelift. We're continuing to add more and more new stuff there. Um, and it's going to change even more in the coming weeks, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Some really exciting news um, that we're just about ready to tell you about, so we're like so close um, that it's killing me to not be able to say it right now. But stay tuned; we have some really cool stuff coming up. Um, c- ways that we're partnering with artists and companies. That I mean, two and a half years ago when we started this thing, you—I mean, if you had told us, we would have just been saying you're a crazy idiot. Yeah. Um, get out of here, Patrick. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's—it's. Uh, it's, we do still say that. Um, it just wouldn't have had as much punch, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it, it's exciting times here at the master of one podcast, exciting new people added to the show. I'm gesturing at Angie. Yeah. You guys can't see I'm that. I'm over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, we, there's so much fun stuff going on. You want to connect, uh, you want to be a part of it. Join us on Patreon, join us on Slack, go to mofonepodcastcom one podcastcom slash Slack. You can, you can hop in there, um, and join the conversation every day. Uh, find us on Instagram, just search M of one podcast. Uh, I mean, what else is there? iTunes, Stitcher, yes. subscribe. It Great. makes it really easy. If you just subscribe, it comes twice a week, um, every week. And right now we're like, we're getting ready to wrap up our hot seat interviews. Um, so you want to make sure that you, you hop in now and you can see Oh, uh, Angie was one of our first hot seat, um, interviews for two, th- for the end of 2016. So, uh, and those um, were a ton of fun. If you incident. haven't
2: listened to hot, the hot seats yet, you've got to go back and listen to all of them. Because whether I was in the fishbowl or out of the fishbowl, it was constant laughter. So. <laughs> That's true. Oh, my gosh. yeah, a good time. And
1: they're like – it's like Halloween in the sense that these are the fun size like, Twix. Yeah. Right? So you can, you can pop them in. They're not going to fill you up. But they're going to be a nice little snack on your way to, like, work
3: or something like that. They're like 10 or 15 just, minutes. And you can eat, like, like six of them. More Twix.
1: Yeah, they're bite, yeah, they're bite size. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so hop in there and, and do that. But subscribe after you've done that. Patrick isn't here. <laughs> but, Luke, why don't you tell us what you, you, can, you do
3: after you subscribe? Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Uh, you can rate and review. Uh, and whatever you say in your review, good or bad, we will say on the air – uh, and and listen to your rating and we'll take it, we'll think about it, and we'll decide whether we want to listen to you or disregard it. And then we will give a rating on you based on your review. Yeah. So Angie, yeah. here's
1: the deal. We're not gonna hide it under a bushel basket. Nope. You know? We no. we it's fine. Everyone has a voice here. That's, we're an equal opportunity situation like that. So um, hop on there. It's a, it's a great time. Honestly, there's so many cool things going on. You don't want to miss it. So tune in every episode. The best way to do that is to subscribe. Um, I'm sure I'm missing things. Uh, Angie, fine. why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, like what your social media is.
2: You can find me on Instagram at Angie Callen Now, Facebook at Angie Callen Now, and online at AngieCallen.com.
1: Dude, hop hop onto her Instagram and or and or Facebook, and uh, just drop a line welcoming her to the show to the family. Um, let her know that you heard her on the show, and yeah. uh, you know we just want to we want to give you just a big embrace to warm up your negative whatever uh, Colorado weather. So my twenty inches of snow that's coming tonight,
2: so we can go exactly powder tomorrow.
1: Exactly. So uh, let Angie know that uh, that. You hear her and you're excited that she's here because we certainly are. All right, let's get out of here for
3: now. I'm Andrew. I'm Angie. And I'm Luke. And for Patrick, peace out.
2: Insert witty comment here.
3: Hold on to your butts. (laughs)
1: Of Burgundy, Cesar Moreno, and we welcome co host Angie Callan back to the show. And we talk to the. <laughs> 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 I, I, I have a. This is how. <laughs> this is how okay. we do it. Okay, this is girl what girl happens girl, to my head, Angie. If I have the word. If I have a wrong word type, even if I know that that word doesn't belong there or that that's not the right word... You still read the wrong word. I still, I am Ron Burgundy, so...